Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Next Chapter with myself, your host, Gay Baltier. Guys, I hope everyone's doing well, everyone is staying safe. Guys, before we get into today's very special episode, I wanted to remind you guys to please hit that follow slash subscribe button wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's on Spotify, Pandora, or Apple Podcasts, please hit that follow slash subscribe button. It really means a lot to us here at The Next Chapter Podcast. We have the support you guys give us, we have the listens, so please hit that follow slash subscribe button. With that being said, we have a very special guest coming on the show today, Jason Donahue, a very good friend of mine. He is a gym goer and lifter just like myself. He has an amazing story. He's going to give us his tips on lifting. So with that being said, guys, please welcome Jason Donahue. So welcome, Jason, to the Next Chapter Podcast. Appreciate you taking the time, brother. Of course, yeah. I'm excited to be on. So, Jason, for the listeners, why don't you just uh, give a little bit of background and tell us a little about yourself. Um, so, yeah, I, I go here to Ithaca College with Gabe. I am an exercise science major. I started lifting my junior year of high school. I've powerlifted for about three or four years, and I just started bodybuilding about three months ago. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And so you started your you started your lifting journey uh, in high school. Yeah, um, my it actually is a pretty tragic story um, that I've gone through many times with Gabe. <laughs> uh, my dad passed away, and four days later, I lost my vision. And for a long time, I didn't know what my purpose in life was going to be after all of that. And my cousin, who was in the army, brought me to the gym one day, and I just instantly fell in love with it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's a, that's a lot, <laughs> you know, that, that, that is a lot to, uh, you know, to go through. And I think, you know, for the gym, I feel like that is a place where a lot of people go to, I guess, you know, release stress. And, and, you know, for me, it's definitely a place where I go and I just, everything around me just kind of goes away and I just focus on lifting weights. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. I definitely feel like when I get in there, as soon as I hear that perfect song, it's like instantly I'm in my own head and I can just turn everything off. Yeah, exactly. So why don't we go through your, your lifting journey? So you started your junior year um, and now here you are uh, going into bodybuilding. So let's, let's go kind of go through that, that journey. Yeah. So when I started my junior year, it was about 230 pounds and with powerlifting, it was really hard to try to lose weight because pound per pound, you want to be as strong as you possibly can, but you want to push the most weight as possible as well. So I was up and down a lot with a lot of bulking and cutting weight. Um, and about my, when I came back this year for my junior year of college, I was 144. So I dropped 86 pounds in about three or four years. And it took me a long time, but it was just because of the process of powerlifting. I wanted to stay as strong as I could, but still lose the weight. Right. Um, Worked with multiple coaches over the years. Um, one of the most notables is Mr. Pancakes and PRs. We all know him, though. <laughs> we, all love, we all love Jake. Uh, yeah. But uh, so, and then I turned to uh, power, or geez, bodybuilding uh, this September, probably right around September 1st or so. And I'm up 
I've been doing that for about three months and I absolutely love it. I'm actually up about 30 pounds exactly now, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that, that's, that's amazing. So you kind of, you know, with powerlifting and, and you know, I, I don't consider my, myself a powerlifter, but I think it's, it's, you know, something that I like to, you know, just lift heavy weights. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, it, it is kind of hard when you're trying to lose weight and trying to lift heavy at the same time. Oh yeah, definitely. The two don't really coexist very often. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I think, so how did your like lifting journey, I guess, because you, you know, the losing weight and housing, how did, how did that go for you? Um, it took me a long time. It was a lot of like battling mentally with like noting that I may lose a little bit of strength here or there with the amount of weight that I lost. I actually ended up being stronger around the 144, 147 mark than I was at 205 by the end of it. Uh, my squat was a lot better and my deadlift was a lot better, but my bench kind of went down and bench is one of those ones that's really dominated by your size. I feel like mm -hmm. So it was kind of just like that mental battle of like always knowing that my numbers may not be as good as I want them to be because I'm losing so much weight, but right. it was just, I had to get used to because I needed to lose the weight to right. be healthier. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I, I, the same thing with me is like, I remember, you know, when I was trying to lift heavy, I really realized like you, you have to, you have to put some weight on, you know, if you want to lift those big numbers, you got, you got, you know, you got to eat a little more calories there, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I think one of the things when it comes to lifting and, and I've talked to a lot of lifters, you know, like Jake and David and all those guys, and they say, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, when, when you want to progress and lift heavy, it's all about progression and it takes time. Um, how, how did you deal with, you know, you know, little by little getting to those big numbers? Um, I was kind of just living in those little victories, like, uh, especially in your accessories being like, Oh, I hit this number, let's say 225 on a movement the week prior, just trying to slowly bring that number up or hitting, Say you hit three sets of five one week with a number, trying to hit three sets of six with a number, or just trying to live in those little victories because, especially in the sport of powerlifting, it's a lot of like living with the failure mm -hmm. because a lot of the times you're going for these PRs and it doesn't always go the way you want it to, or you don't feel as good as some certain days in the gym. And it's powerlifting is a huge mental battle in its in itself. It's not a, only a battle with the weights; it's a battle with yourself. And that's mm -hmm. kind of where through the name for my business also is that word vendetta is such a battle word. Like it's a synonym for battle and it just sticks out so much because with everything that I've gone through with lifting and everything like that, it's such just a mental battle with yourself mm -hmm. and the weight. I just loved the way it coexisted. Yeah. So, so you, you do run a business. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that business and, and kind of how it started? Yeah. So I, growing up, uh, junior and senior year, uh, I was getting into coaching. I was learning a lot. Um, and come my senior year of high school, my track, my throwing track coach wanted us to lift, but she didn't really have like a set plan every day. She kind of just gave us like push, pull legs type of thing. And she asked me to make the programs every day for us when we lifted because she right. knew that's what I did. And then coming into college, my freshman year, I started coaching my friends. I started helping out a bunch of my friends, uh, family, 
everything like that who wanted like a program. And I just saw, I just saw how much I loved helping people reach the goals that I was able to reach. And these people who think that these goals are kind of like out of reach or almost insane to reach, like sharing my story with them helps them realize that anything is really possible, especially no matter what you've gone through. So it just kind of, I fell in love with helping people and that's kind of where I started. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And so where did you come up with the name Iron Vendetta? So the names evolved over the years. I started (laughs) as athlete culture. um, And me and my buddy David actually did a bunch of digging and found that there was a couple um, accounts that had that same type of name. So I I had switched it to Iron Culture, had that for about two years, year and a half or so. And David, again, (laughs) says... (laughs) message one day you go it's a screenshot of this gym somewhere in like texas or something and it's like iron culture gym and i was like well great <laughs> so i spent about a week or week and a half or two weeks trying mm-hmm. to think of it and i wanted to stick with the theme of iron and the word vendetta like i said just kind of stuck out to me with the amount of mental battles that you have to go through or like battling with the weight and stuff like that and then fitness just kind of fit in with everything yeah because the goals that I had in mind and the, like what the brand was for. And it's a fitness coaching brand that I specialize in powerlifting and weight loss, which is very two different worlds, but <laughs> it's what I've done over the years and it's what I'm good at. So I say I specialize in those things. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, just speaking on the, the mental side of lifting people, I think kind of forget how when it comes to lifting, it's actually more mental than it is actually doing the actual movement. I think, Oh yeah. And I think, you know, this too, is like, when you want to lift something, it, it really comes from your mental strength. It really, like, it comes from, you know, not, not like, you know, I mean, of course it is size and, and whatnot, but it def, I think lifting is definitely a, a huge mental thing. Oh yeah, definitely. I think, especially from my experience, um, if you doubt yourself at all or start to overthink weight, doesn't go up, yeah. especially with the lift of all things you're picking absolute dead weight, hence the name off the ground. If you doubt yourself or second guess yourself at all, it doesn't come up usually. Yeah. Very when you second guess yourself, a weight comes off the floor. Um, or if you hesitate in a squat, sometimes you'll cut depth. You'll do whatever you think you need to, to get the weight or you'll descend too quick or too slow. Um, you can't in the world of lifting, you can't really be scared and you have to be as positive as you possibly can mentally. And you have to go into it thinking that anything is possible. And that when I, I started this, when probably my spring semester of my sophomore year in college, I really started to just think of like the form when I was getting ready for a lift mm-hmm. and trying to do positive self-talk as possible. Um, you just using key words that really like push me to that edge of like, this is where I need to be to lift this weight type of thing. Right. Yeah. And, and I, w- I want to tell a story here because this is like one of the, if we're speaking mental, I want to talk about this story that you and I went through together. So Jason and I were at the gym one time and Jason was going to go for 405 on, on squat. I think you, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You know the story. So Jason and I were, uh, you know, I, I was filming for Jason and Jason was going to go for a big PR 405 at, I think it was one, 150 or 140 body weight. So, you know, it was like, Per pound per pound, it was like, you know, 
uh, what was it, two times or three times the, the body weight, I think, or something like that? Yeah, it was like 2.8 or something. Yeah, basically almost three three times your body weight. And so yeah. Jason is like psyching himself up. He's getting ready, gets under the bar, gets himself set. And then I don't know what happened. Do you, do you want to continue the story? Because like, because you're the one that actually experienced it. Yeah, so I went for it for the first time, like Gabe said, I start walking out and I get ready to go. And the floor is really slick where they have us squatting. And I hate it in my opinion. And my left foot like pivoted too far out when I stepped out because I take a really wide stance with my squat and it just started to pivot out. And I lost all my balance and completely um, just sank into the box and I had no control over it. So I basically failed it right there and then and had nothing to do. And so as soon as I, that happens, I look up at Gabe and I'm sure Gabe remembers what I said. <laughs> and it was, Jason was basically like, you were just like, ah, oh, I, I, we, it came off the rack so easily. So I was like, okay, we got to go for it again. So you, Jason, we unrack everything, put it back up, put the four or five back on the bar. Jason attempted a second time, this time, great stance. Everything is going good. Jason goes down and then feet up in the air bar is still on his shoulders. We're like, Oh, I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like filming. And we're like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? And this is where the mental side kicked in is, is Jason literally set himself back up and pressed it, like literally finished the squat and hit the PR. And, and to this day is probably the most insane thing I've ever seen because literally like when we talk about the mental side, it's like, like if you're, if you are mentally not ready for that weight, same thing would have happened. We would have just dropped it, you know, failed PR, but like mentally it was, you were so strong that you had the ability to like calm your mind and be like, okay, set yourself up and just fucking press that shit back up. Like what, oh, yeah. what was going through your mind when, when you were like feet up in the air <laughs> and like, <laughs> I mean, the hard part is, is I wanted to, in my heart of hearts, I wanted to panic so bad, but what ended up happening is on my walkout, I hit the bent. Like I got my feet set. And as I set my feet, my left leg clipped the box that I was walking into and I fell backward. And all I could think of was I'm literally about to hurt myself to the point where I'm never going to be able to lift again. <laughs> like the odds of me not getting hurt in that are so low that yeah. it was saying that I didn't. Um, the fact that I had just the mental, like in my head, I was like so angry about the first rep already that mm. I was in my head. I was just like, there's no way I'm dropping this. This bar is staying on my back. I don't even know how the bar stayed on my back actually because <laughs> i was like fully backward like it was ridiculous yeah but i get my feet back under me collect myself and take another big brace and somehow squat it back up yeah i mean and, and that's like that that is like in itself in a nutshell the, the mental side of lifting is like something you know sometimes just the, the the weight may feel heavy when you come off but it's like once you get that way moving it's like it's all about the mental things. It's about, you know, you just zone out, you focus on it. you got to pull like, you know, for me, one, one of my examples is I think you were there for this too, is my 500 uh, deadlift pull was I warmed up. I hit like four Oh five. Then I went four fifty five. Four fifty five moved really well. And then 500. And, and, and usually, I mean, I, I remember the last time I tried to pull 500, it was like, didn't move, didn't budge. But it was the mental side. Like I, I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it and like was overthinking it. And, you know, when it came to this lift, I, I literally put on the weights, 
clip like clipped it in and my mind like just literally went blank and i was like this weight is going up no matter how slow or how or how fast or whatever it's, it's going up and i grabbed on and i pulled and like that's exactly what it is when it comes to lifting is like you can't think about oh what if you know what if the bar you know slips or what if what if we fail or what if you know we, we get injured so like, you can't think about that type of stuff you just got to go and you have to have that mentality of just i'm going to lift this weight and it is going to go up mm-hmm. you know what i mean oh yeah definitely and now with bodybuilding it's a whole different ball game for me it's a lot of like right now i'm bulking so i'm force feeding like every day like right. i struggle <laughs> in the day um it takes me a lot and i was talking to my coach about it yesterday and he basically said that i was crazy <laughs> 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 he gave me the calories that I was supposed to hit. And I was like, it doesn't matter. Like I said, him this whole big long paragraph. And I basically sum it up. I basically said to him that no matter what calories you give me, no matter what work you tell me to do, whether it's cardio, um, if you want me to change my training, something like that, I will literally just put my head down and work because if I don't, I'm not going to get to the goals that I have in mind. And I know he knows what he's doing. So I have to trust him wholeheartedly. And know that he knows what he's doing and trust that what he's telling me to do is going to work. Mm-hmm. And so far, insane progress with him. So yeah. I can't I mean the, the progress you've made is really incredible. And just the past like two or three months you've been that you've been starting to bodybuild. How is I think everyone has a different take on bulking and cutting. Um what is your like what is your point of view from bulking? Like is it is it worth it? Is it I mean, you know, tell us a little bit about it. I think some people take bulking too far um, and they push all these like dirty foods. They're like, Oh, I'm bulking. So I can have cereal. I can have um, Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. Like I can have all this garbage, but with me, I had 4,200 calories yesterday. I ate two pounds of potatoes and (laughs) pound a chicken for one of my, and it took me like three hours to eat it because I was so full, but I had 718 grams of carbs, but it was all clean carbs. Yeah. Like nothing I had yesterday was terrible for me. The worst thing I had was a sandwich. Like my coach flat out told me that it'd be hard for literally anyone to do what I did yesterday. Yeah. So just like the fact that I think going back to the, I think some people just take it too far and they go into too much of a surplus and you have to know what your body can handle and let it catch up to the calories. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you don't, you're just going to gain an absurd amount of weight too quickly. I mean, yeah, I've gained 30 pounds in three months, but at the same time, we went so slow, but so aggressive at the same time. Mm-hmm. As soon as my body adjust, which it adjusted fairly, fairly quick every time we upped the calories, <laughs> uh, we were going up in calories. And as soon as like we saw it adjust, we'd go up again. And it's just like, it's a game of guessing in calories, but you have to know when your body is ready And you have to know the telltale signs that your body isn't ready for a certain amount of calories. Mm -hmm. But if you overdo the bulk, it can be fairly bad because then you have to push so much harder to lose all that extra fat that you gained to uncover all that muscle. But if you can keep it fairly lean and keep like a fairly low body percentage or body, body fat percentage, I can't talk today. I'm sorry. keeping that body fat low, you're able to put on as much mass as possible with the amount of weight that you're putting on, mm-hmm. but you don't have to lose as much to uncover that all. And it, that's where it becomes so much easier to cut. Right. 
Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think, you know, I see a lot of people sometimes they say like, oh, you know, I'm bulking. Like, just as you said, they, they eat the junk food. They like, you know, the Philly cheesesteaks, the pizzas, the chips, they see all that stuff. And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess that's you're putting on weight. But when it comes to like, you know, when you want to actually cut, it's going to be much harder because it's like, it's not the natural, you know, chicken and, and steak and potatoes and pasta. It's like, it's all that fatty stuff that yes, it helps you did get to the weight you wanted to get. But when you're going back down to cut, it's, I feel like it's much harder. Oh yeah. Now, in my opinion, cutting is way easier because I hate force feeding. But <laughs> as soon as that person goes from, we'll say they have all that body fat on them. If they have to cut, they have to cut that much more to try to uncover it. And who knows how much muscle you could lose and stuff like that. Yeah. And not only really hard, it leads to so many mental problems with that. And it just, it leads people down a bad path and it could lead to so many different mental um, disorders in mm-hmm. the end. And I, I try and reinforce the thought of one, a super clean bulk and two, a very, and trying not to like, you can bulk on the same foods that you cut on, just eat more. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to eat the pizzas, the junk food and all that stuff. If you can eat chicken rice, just add way more rice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so speaking of the, the, like, you know, eating more, you, you probably, I mean, you and Jake talk about a lot is that you, you, you guys usually eat more than most people do. What is it? what is it like for you when you have to eat, you know, six or seven meals instead of like, you know, most people that eat just like four or five or even three or four. Um, it's kind of just that mental like focus. Um, I have recently, I had a friend ask me how I eat so much chicken and rice actually <laughs> the other day because I sent a picture of how much chicken and rice I had. Yeah. And like, I don't think of food really anymore as like this thing where I need to sit down and have like fun eating it, mm-hmm. which sounds really bad. But in the end, food for me right now is just fuel and I need it to do what the goals that I have in my head are. And when I get a cheat meal, I will enjoy that to the fullest extent. Like Thanksgiving, I enjoyed Thanksgiving so much, <laughs> but it was still fairly what I eat. I mean, it was turkey and mashed potatoes. <laughs> like right. that's yeah. basically on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. But that high at the end was amazing. (laughs) It always is. I think finding that balance between food is fuel and binging when you get the opportunity, because like you have to be in the middle. You have to know that food is good for you and food is fuel for your body and Mm -hmm. you need it to get to your goals, but you also don't want to get so strict with it. Mm -hmm. Like no one needs to be as strict as I am with it. Like 42 to 4,500 calories as clean as I do it is insane. But mentally I can handle it because of what I've done with how much weight I've lost. Some people, I started out really, really slow with people. I take away a couple things here and there as they're ready. And as I see progress and I teach moderation as much as I possibly can, because not everyone can be as strict as I can be and still have the mental um, positivity to be like, Oh, I don't need to binge when I get the opportunity to type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think, and I think for everybody, you know, bulking or cutting, everyone's journey is different. Everybody has like, you know, especially, especially because they're trying to hit a certain weight. So, you know, everybody is different and everybody takes at a different pace, but I mean, what you're doing is very impressive, man. Very, very impressive. (laughs) I appreciate it. Yeah. But yeah. So final, final thing here in closing, Jason, if you could give 
a beginner lifter or someone that's trying to get into lifting, any advice, what, what would, what advice would you give them? Live in the failure and live in the moment. Um, lifting is not a sport that is going to take a very short amount of time. I've been doing it now for geez, five years, I think at this point. And it takes a very long time to get to the goals you want. And if you try to rush it and try to find this magic pill, you're just going to seek out that fail. You're not going to reach the goals that you want to reach. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I guess kind of like the main point of what I was saying is there's no real magic pill. You have to put in hard work, dedication, mentally and both, both, both mentally and physically to reach the goals that you want to achieve. So just remember that it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, especially in the world of fitness and try and incorporate as much mental and physical toughness as you possibly can within your training. Um, mental focus and mental prowess and strength are definitely sometimes in my opinion, way more important than physical. Mm-hmm. So taking that a day and really just honing in on those mental skills is great, but yeah. Yeah. That's great advice, man. It's really great advice. Well, Jason, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, man. Of course. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, of course, man. Alrighty. Best of luck with the uh, with the bulking and uh, happy holidays to you and your family, man. You too, man. Thank you. All right. See ya. All righty, guys. That is it for today's episode of The Next Chapter. Hope you guys learned something. Hope you guys take something away from this episode. Huge thanks to Jason for coming on the show. He is an amazing story. He's a really good friend of mine and an amazing lifter. And just big thanks to Jason for coming on the show. But before we go, guys, I just wanted to say this podcast is produced and engineered by myself, Gabe Baltiero. The next chapter is executive produced by Gavin Berger with High Tops Media. And our theme music is composed by Xander Windsor. You can rate and review the next chapter podcast on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at the next chapter podcast. And you can see more of that, all that content as well is if you want to follow us on the at high tops media, uh, you can follow us uh, at high tops media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So make sure to follow all those accounts. But with that being said, guys, sending all the love and positive vibes your way, and we'll see you guys later.